Hey there, guys. Whew. My name is Blair, and you are listening to Weirdcast, a podcast for witches like you and me. So, hey there, guys. I'm sorry if you can hear like bloop, bloop, bloop noises in the background. That's the fish tank. And my feet hurt too much for me to go downstairs and record where it's a little more quiet. Whew. Um, so that's just going to be what the sound is like. Other than that, I hope this is going to be a great episode. So, what am I going to speak about this episode? There are a few topics I want to cover, so we'll see what I can get to. One of those topics happens to be... Um, Okay, I've got a few, and I'm going to be honest and say I haven't thought of which one I want to start with exactly, so I guess I'm going to start with um, boxed altars, or like pocket altars, right? This And and I also want to talk about everyday magic, um, mostly because these are two things that have factored into my practice heavily recently. Um, I'm currently like... like no, without going into too much detail, like, I'm, like, I'm staying at a different place, and it's kind of, like, not, um, like, very, very not permanent, so I have a boxed altar. I don't have the privilege of having an, an altar altar, mostly due to the fact that I'm in a place now where I've got to be a little more closeted, which is very strange for me, because previously I'd never really had to, like, hide my practice where I was living before. So, you know, you gotta tackle this situation in, in new and improved ways, which I feel like gives my, um, my episode, I feel like I did an episode on the broom closet. This sort of gives this topic a different dimension, specifically coming from me, because prior to that, it's like, mostly, I'm not closeted, and it's like, like, three people don't know, because I, like, am in the mood to deal with their nonsense. Um, but now it's like I'm staying in this place where I'm closeted, which is kind of really uncomfortable. I mean, the whole situation is uncomfortable, but like that specifically is what we're here to talk about today. So I've decided to tackle that through um, creating like a box altar, which prior I had had a pocket altar. And I guess I'm going to talk about what I think is the difference. I'm not sure if other people think there's a difference. Um, really, let's go over that now. I think that the difference is that pocket altars are smaller and box altars are just like chests or something that are like altar chests, like your whole altar fits in this chest. Um, so that's sort of what mine is like. Um, so I, I had a pocket altar and honestly, pocket or boxed altars are exactly what they sound like. They're altars that you contain within, like, this container, right? Um, they're really useful for travel or, like, living situations where you can't have, like, a permanent altar, and you have to either A, set up a temporary altar, or B, set up an altar, like, within the confines of, like, this box, um, which are some interesting ways of tackling. Um, like, there's many reasons, right? Um, I, that I had kind of just went over that you'd need, like, a box or pocket altar. Um, all are pretty valid to be, like, all of them are valid, to be honest, but, um, for me, it's really just, like, it's the space, it's the company, it's the closetedness. So, I 
what you would put in there is really like what would you put on your regular altar, which to be fair, I haven't done an episode on altars, but altars are essentially um, tables that represent sacred space that hold sacred items. So what would you put on your altar? You'd put um, maybe some crystals or some tarot cards or some candles or some incense, like things that are like specifically sacred. And then like if you're um, Wiccan specifically, like the candles go, I mean, there's, like, room, like, there's lots of wiggle room in Wicca, um, but just, there's a lot more defined rules than everything outside, most things outside of that. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, that's maybe not exactly what I'm trying to say. I mean, like, um, I just mean, like, I don't mean to imply that, like, in Wicca there's a specific way that you need to set up your altar. I just mean to say that there are guidelines, even if there are, there's wiggle room for that. So, um, where was I going with this? Right, so your candles would go in a specific place. You have, like, a wand here, a uh, grimoire, book of shadows here, um, a candle, or, I already said candle, incense, or, like, a bell or something. Um, you sort of get the idea. And for me, the way my altar used to look, which, I mean, to be honest, um, check out my Instagram. I posted, I've posted... Uh, sorry, I post pictures of my altar um, whenever I clean it up, basically. So every time I got that big clean going on in my room and all the trash leaves the space, I reset up my altar. And it's like I always am like fiddling with my altar, but after the big clean, it's like drastically different than it was before. Like prior to that, it's like maybe like move this here, maybe move that there, but it's always the same components, if you understand what I'm trying to say. Honestly, just... There's a link to my Instagram in the description of this episode. Just click the link. Um, it's um, that underscore Blair underscore witch. And you can check that out. So in the process of creating my pocket altar, it was just two tea lights, a lighter, um, some incense, a feather, um, a needle, a few crystals, um, and that was it. That was like, oh, and like, um, a spell bottle for Aphrodite. Um, I mean, kind of not, that's less like a spell bottle, more like, just like an offering that I made for her, and that goes there to like, because it's the kind of altar that, or sorry, the kind of offering that would live on your altar to honor, like, any, a deity, so it went in my pocket altar because it was little. Anyways, you know, that's tangentially related, so, those are the kind of things I put in mind. Honestly, if you're starting um, a beginner um, pocket altar, um, I would say uh, mostly the same thing. So like maybe like a small pack of light matches or a small lighter, either would would do. Um, I'm going to say one to three tea lights, depending on the space you have. Like the thing about pocket altars is that they're small, right? So you're going to have like one to three maybe max. Um, and if you're not in a space where you are able to light candles, um, I mean, they're not necessarily vital to any kind of practice, so you can switch that out for some kind of, um, LED candle, but I just, it depends on the space you have for that. Um, so, incense, um, was, is, like, a recommendation again. Um, 
a um, candle holder. I mean, when I, I what did I say? One to three, one to three tea lights. But I know sometimes you can find like mini candles. Actually, you can literally find mini candles or birthday candles and little holders for those. And if you prefer those over tea lights to conserve space, or you just literally you just prefer those over tea lights, that's a great start too. The point is you build up the um the minimum you need to create an altar. Um, so that's like, okay, something to maybe represent each element or to represent each direction or um, something to represent your matron and patron deities or maybe you just have one or the other. Um, there we go. And then some kind of focusing tool maybe, so like a little bell, um, a little something like a crystal or something. Right, so these are just um, jumping off points for you to create your own. Um, sorry about that pause. I was like rubbing my head. I've got a headache. Um, so as far as boxed altars go, for me, that's just like bigger. That's the difference for me. So I've got a boxed altar. It goes on like my dresser currently. I'll take a picture of that and post on my Instagram. I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah. I just haven't gotten around to it, sorry. So, I keep, you know, one to three tea lights. I got a lighter in there. I've got a bunch of incense. I've got, like, it's actually a full-sized candle holder, but it comes apart really easily, and it fits so nicely in the box. Um, one black candle. Um, just, like, it's, like, I, my thing was I want to have, like, the minimum for uh, some kind of spell, right? And if I need to do a spell, can I do a spell? The answer is definitely yes. Um, I have basically bare-bones components of, like, a simple, like, protection spell. Or it could be a curse if you wanted to. Um, honestly, you need you know, magic on the go, you know? So, there's that. Um... I don't have my box in front of me, which is a bad idea. Why didn't I bring it upstairs? Oh, yeah, because my feet hurt. Anyways, I just mean to say that uh, my intention for my boxed altar was, do I have enough to set up an altar and make an offering? Okay, check. Do I have enough to do some kind of basic protection or curse? Check. Then I'm good. And then everything else is just like... um things that sort of enhance my practice. It's like, you gotta know what's the least amount you can work with. Because to be quite honest with you, when I'm doing a spell at at any sort of permanent altar, it's like, um, how much of that stuff do I, like, genuinely need? And that's not to say an attack on, like, what you utilize in your practice. Like, that's really not the topic here. Um, nor is materialism in paganism and witchcraft, which is really another topic for another day. I just mean to say, like, what do you, what is the bare minimum you need to make your magic work? How do you get your magic flowing? Like, I mean, when I'm at my altar, I don't like, like, certain things are just, like, nice, and maybe they enhance the situation, um, but aren't necessarily necessary. Um... And why can't I think of any examples right now? I don't know. My altar, yeah, that's sort of, I'm not quite sure about that, but that's that's what I'm advising you to consider when you're creating any, court, any sort of pocket or boxed altar. Like, what is the minimum amount of 
ingredients or tools that you need to enhance your craft. Also in this box fits two tarot decks. So this, like, it sounds big. It's really not that big. Um, it's like a really, like, a small shoe box, like a baby shoe box, sort of. That's around the size. I don't know the exact numbers. That's why I'm describing it like that. But it's good. It's, um, like, chipboard that's made out of, like, chipboards, like, that the compact wood. Um, and it has a latch. That was the most important thing for me because my pocket altar did not have a latch. Um, so I kind of, like, had, like, um, a ribbon tied around it. I wanted this one to have a latch. Um, I'm gonna make another pocket altar, because now that's just my box altar. I want, like, a small one that could, like, fit in my purse. Um, because this bigger one, like, does not not fit in my purse at all. It's more for, like, where am I staying at the moment? I have an altar? Yes, I do. Um, so there's that. And actually, all these topics are pretty, they're flowing in together very well. I did not consider that they're all related. I'm so scatterbrained. Um, I've got, like, the, these daisy chain thoughts that seem to, like, flimsily link together. Um, I don't know about that. But the next thing I did want to speak about was sort of everyday magic. How do you make your practice something that is, like, you that you do all the time, but that is sustainable, right? I don't mean to say that, like, every, like, three hours you need to be giving an offering, casting a circle, doing a spell, like... That's very obviously not what I mean. Or maybe it's not obvious. I don't know. I can be pretty confusing sometimes. Um, but I just mean to say, how do you make your practice a little more consistent and a little more, like, not to say grounded, but a little more, like, part of your everyday life? Because honestly, that just feels nice. It doesn't feel very nice to be in any kind of spiritual slump, whether it's because you're not feeling spiritually inspired or because... Like, you just, you can't. Like, you're in the closet and there's just no time, there's no space, there's no privacy. Like, whatever the reason is you can't practice your your spirituality, your path, what feels good for you, um, it just, it doesn't feel nice, right? So, for me, you know, I'm staying in this, like, very, vaguely unpleasant place. I want to say very unpleasant, but maybe that's hyperbole. I'm not sure. It's a very uncomfortable space and it's vaguely unpleasant. There we go. So, um... I'm among um, my very conservative paternal family, and they are nosy and very um, Pentecostal Christian, I'm going to say, because that's just what they are. Um, so I, my practice is, to be quite honest, I don't know if my practice is any of their business. Um... Because I just, outside of maybe their religion, I just don't think they're <laughs> they're pleasant people. Um, so I wouldn't tell them either way. Um, people who I, who know about my, here's the thing. To people who I'm not closeted to, it's not like I tell them, hey, you know, I'm going to be doing this spell tonight. I'm going to be doing this ritual tonight. Here's, like, I'm honoring this god tonight. Like, this is the deity I'm working with currently. Oh, I just... You know what I mean? It's not like I, that's all I talk about with them, obviously, but it's like the same way, um, I just want to feel comfortable in the same way Christians can feel comfortable saying, oh, you know, Christmas is coming up, I'm spending it with my family, like, um, my parents are coming down, like, I want to be able to say, hey, you know, um, I don't know, Mabin is coming up, like, 
I'm really excited. I've got these plans. I'm spending with this person. Would you like to join in? Like, this is what we're cooking. Just sort of relaxed, you know? I don't want to have to be on edge when I'm talking about paganism and spirituality and, and Hellenic polytheism and Wicca and all that kind of stuff. I don't want to be uncomfortable when I mention those things. So I try to, like, just force it out until it gets comfortable. Um... Nevertheless, so I'm among these people who I'm very closeted around, and it doesn't feel good um, on top of, like, other, like, really upsetting situations, like, with, like, the reason why I am staying here in the first place, like, has to do with, like, a not-so-good relationship with my mother. Um, you know, either way, I don't feel very comfortable, and so I've been taking steps to make that more comfortable, and I hope, like, that, like, it's helpful for you, for, like, your ideas on how you're going to make your your practice every day and make your magic every day. Um, honestly, when I say everyday magic, I don't mean that you should get rid of, like, stuff that's, like, very ceremonial, and then you hold your hand like this, and you say the words like that, and you wave your wand like so. Um, because that stuff is just fun. It's just straight-up fun. Um, for me, at least. And if, if it's fun for you, then I hope you know what I'm talking about. Um... So, for me, making my practice every day means that, you know, um, I maybe say a little, um, prayer or invocation or incantation, like, over, like, my morning beverage of choice, right? So, when I make my tea or coffee or hot chocolate, um, you know, maybe I, I think of my intention, okay, right, so, simple ritual, right, um, you gather all the ingredients for your morning drink of choice. Maybe that's just a glass and some orange juice. Maybe it's um, your thermos and some coffee grounds, like whatever that is. Um, um, when you have all those things gathered together, you sort of relax, um, take a breath. I know that mornings can be super hectic. I know when I wake up in the morning, I'm the worst at waking up, um, like, where I'm staying is freezing in the mornings. It's freezing all day, but it's especially freezing in the mornings because I bury myself in a mountain of blankets. So I, like, I'm up at 6, but I go back to sleep and sleep till 6.30. Then I'm like, I'm die. I don't want to get out of bed. It's cold. I didn't get up at 6 because it was cold. It's still cold. Um, and then it's, like, 6, like, 35 and I like spring out of bed I run I throw on my uniform I grab my and it's just very hectic like I want to get out of there as soon as possible but it can make a difference in your day um if you take a second right you have your morning beverage you sort of think of your intention for the day so this today I would like to be you know positive so you think of positivity you think of the sort of images that conjures in your mind colors shapes experiences, you know, vibes, and you pour that, you know, you know, through, like, this is sort of a meditation, honestly, but you imagine yourself pouring that into, um, your beverage, um, while you make it and sort of infuse your beverage with your intention for the morning, and then you drink it and you're on your way. Boom. Simple, right? Um, um, that's my biggest thing, like, you know, saying, like, intentions in the day, like, makes me feel, like, sort of, and, like, maybe saying, like, a short prayer or something if you work with deities, like, or, um, not necessarily a prayer, but just, like, words, like, that are inspired by your deity, right? So, you know, 
or, you know, ask for a message. I don't know. But like, how do you make this every day? Oh, draw a morning tarot card. That's a great one. Um, and that's sort of most of what I have so far. I also, I got this exercise from a um, workshop I attended where basically you have a die and you shake the die up in your hand and you roll it and the number you get is the amount of like deep meditative breaths that you take. And that can be great. You know, how long, like one to six breaths is like not that bad. Like to like take a second and do that. And keep in mind, you don't got to do all of these. You don't have to do any of these. And actually, if you have any more ideas, I'd be happy to hear them. You know, another thing is like take bathroom breaks, take breaks. Like it is not fun to just sit at your desk all day working on work. That is not fun. That is, even if you love your job to death, which, you know, I like what I do. I am, um, I work on web development for most of the day and I love it, but it makes me like, it can, it can not, it can be unpleasant to stare at blocks of code, like, forever and like give yourself a headache and whatever so you know take bathroom breaks maybe um take I mean depending on how good your bathroom smells take a few deep breaths you know I know at my workplace the bathroom smells terrible so I would not do that but that's something to consider I know um when I was at school I would do that a lot just like you know when you know no one's gonna be there go to the bathroom you know chillax take a few seconds take some deep breaths and that can make a big difference maybe check in with yourself, check in with deity, like, I don't know, draw a tarot card, depending, like, I always have my cards on me, so, you know, um, that's just me, I know, some people don't have that sort of luxury, um, you know, those are sort of all the ideas I currently have, um, on everyday magic and sort of pocket altars and boxed altars, like, yeah, so, there we go. <sighs> um, was there anything else I really wanted to speak about? Um, not particularly, I guess. Mm -mm. I am, you know, sort of struggling to maintain my practice and, like, not feel, like, the worst in the world. Um, just because, like, it is really taxing to be among unpleasant people. Um, I mean... Being completely honest, this situation is better than it was before. Um, that is neither here nor there. Um, so if you want to get into contact with me, if you got an idea for an episode, if you have some more ideas for everyday magic or some more advice on boxed or pocket altars, feel free to hit me up on social media or email me at weirdcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram as that underscore Blair underscore witch. That's Blair with an E. Or you can find me on Tumblr as um, watercolor witch. There we go. Water it's watercolor witch. Um, watercolor spelled with a U dash witch dot Tumblr dot com. And I am going to work on making an Instagram for the podcast and a WordPress website because I like I literally like web development is like not super hard for me to do so I should probably just work on that um but you know I'll get to that when I get to that the Instagram thing um I could make way faster but I like don't currently have internet where I'm staying which has been a pain in the side I will tell you 
Um, so yeah, that's all my contact info. And I just remember there was something I wanted to bring up. So, okay. So the other day I like, this is like magical experience for me. Okay. Or it was a coincidence. Either way, it was life-saving. So I, what, what, what did I do that day? Right. So I had a doctor's appointment my doctor's office is right down the street from my workplace, so I left school early to go to the doctor's, and I'm walking down the road, and by the time I get, like, two, three quarters of the way there, I realize I do not have my wallet. My wallet is nowhere to be found. It fell out of my back pocket. I put it there like an idiot. Um, Really, it was there for no more than, like, six minutes I had put it there so I could like I had a bunch of stuff in my hand so I'm fixing my coat fixing my scarf shuffling my bag around and the wallet is gone so by the time I realize it's gone it has been like six more minutes so I turn around and I run back down the street and really it has not been that much time honestly I speak to like someone who was at the bus stop um and had walked, okay, look, people stare at me because I have blue hair and I dress like a goth and I'm a black chick, okay? That is why people stare at me. I know this very much. Um, it doesn't bother me that much as long as they don't harass me or try to speak to me at all. Um, either one is not appreciated. I don't want to speak to you, but I also don't want you to harass me. So anyways, so I asked these people, they definitely would have noticed if something fell out of my pocket um, because they were staring at me. Um, so I keep walking, I'm walking back and forth, and then eventually I walk back to the doctor's office because I was like, it must be there because it is nowhere else. So walk back to the doctor's office. It's not there either. I do remember I had it when I left though, because I dropped it on the floor in the doctor's office and had to pick it up and leave. Um, so my wallet is nowhere to be found. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. My bus pass is gone. All my debit cards are gone. Like, my IDs are gone. My health card is gone. It's all gone. Um, like, oh my gosh, I just got my driver's license and I'm gonna have to report it lost. And that is a hassle that I was not looking forward to. And I was, like, running down the street crying, like, oh my gosh. Um, and I was like, okay, look, who are, like, deities and patrons of like lost things help me out help me out and I was like mm, I don't know like Hermes Greek god of like travel and communication who let's be honest I love Hermes he is one of my favorite Greek deities because for me he like and this is no offense to any other Greek god or goddess or any other deity in general but Hermes just feels like the god of the modern world to me like He's like the god of city life. Like, cities don't function without transportation systems. There are other things they need, but one of the big, the top ten, top five things a city needs to be a city to function properly, it is a transportation system. What's your subway look like? You know, do you even have one? What's your, what, what are your bus routes? Like, is this the kind of place where you can't get anywhere without a car? Like, but you're supposed to be a city? Sorry, that was some, some shade at um, the city I live in, which has a terrible transportation system. 
So I'm always asking Hermes, like, oh my gosh, Hermes, let me catch this bus. Let this bus come soon. Let, you know, um, but I was like freaking out. And I was like, oh my gosh, my bus passes in there. Hermes, please help me find this wallet. And, um, and I'm like definitely a theistic practitioner, but I'm not always confident in that, like, the gods are listening to what I have to say because I recognize that, like, they've got better things to do than, like, listen to, like, Janae have a freak out over the fact that she was, like, careless and lost something important, which, you know, I take offense to that because I'm not careless. Like, I'm a very paranoid person. I, I, every, like, if you ever watch me walk down the street, which many people have, um, I, like, every, like, seven to eight minutes, I'm checking my bag to make sure my wallet is there. Um, like, my wallet needs to be in my sight or in my hand. Like, so does, like, so do my phone and my keys, because I'm very paranoid that I'm gonna walk to the bus stop and leave my wallet at home, or my wallet's gonna fall out. And that's exactly what it did that day. So, you know, I make my plea to Hermes, or that's how you would pronounce that, I think. I don't know. Correct me if you need to. Um, but... I'm still pretty upset, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna go home. I'm like, I'm lightheaded. Like, I just went to the doctors. I'm tired. Let me just go home. So I walk home, which is also within the distance of, like, my work and my doctor's office. Um, and I get home. Like, my unpleasant grandmother's there. <laughs> She's very unpleasant. And I... I'm like, oh my gosh, my wallet is gone. I just got from the doctor's office. I'm so upset. Like, I never lose my wallet. What the heck? And she's, like, looking at me like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like, kind of upset and, like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. And um, she walks into the kitchen, and my eye kind of follows her, and I see, like, something brown on the kitchen table, but I'm like, that is not my wallet. And she picks it up, and, yeah, it's definitely my wallet. And she looks at me and she's like, um, oh, someone came here and dropped off your wallet. <laughs> it was in the middle of, like, the crosswalk in the road. It was in the middle of the road on, like, Main Street. It was a main road. Um, someone picked up my wallet off the middle of the road and they had thought that someone stole my wallet and just dropped it in the road because there was no money in it because I'm broke. <laughs> um... Anyways, they had thought someone had stole my wallet and just dropped it in the middle of the road, so they brought it here because my driver's license says this address on it. What kind of luck? What? I definitely give thanks to Hermes for that. I don't know. It could have been a number of things, but I genuinely don't believe in coincidences. Um, I don't know. That was just such a happy situation. Like, so relieving. I hope to never lose my wallet again. That is what I hope. I hope that story was, like, vaguely entertaining for you. And I hope this episode overall, which was mostly about, like, everyday magic and, like, practicing, like, in private, sort of. I hope any of that was interesting to you. I hope you do decide to contact me. Um, in the podcast description, I linked all that information because I already mentioned it before. You know, I'll just mention it again. The email is weirdcastpodcast at gmail.com. My Tumblr is um, watercolor with a U dash witch. And my Instagram is that underscore Blair underscore witch. There we go. But they are linked in the description of this podcast episode. I hope this was enjoyable. And I am tired. So I hope you're having a good whenever you're listening to this.
and I will speak to you next episode. Bye.